Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Michael Steele podcast listeners. Michael Steele here with another quick take from the Michael Steele podcast. Check out what's going on right now. Welcome back, everybody, to the Michael Steele podcast. Uh, we are talking education. We're talking about AP courses for uh, poor uh, students, um, particularly uh, poor students of color uh, in the state of Mississippi through a program founded by Matt Dolan, the Global Teaching Project. So you, you're you're taking kids in a school district that um, are otherwise not just uh, financially poor, but educationally poor as well. You're bringing in um, the Global Teaching Project to work with what to work with these students. What was the initial resist? There had to have been initial resistance to this idea. They hear you got you know you got this this uh, this Yankee coming in um, and and going to tell us how to educate our kids uh, kind of deal. But you're looking around and you're seeing, well, your kids aren't necessarily getting access to the best education possible. We have some tools to help. What was that conversation like initially? Well, and what must it, it be it, like now? It, it, it was remarkably simple. Uh, you know, I, I am mindful of the fact that, that my principal contact uh, initially there still refers to me as his favorite Yankee lawyer. Uh, <laughs> And I still don't quite know how to take that. Uh, <laughs> but 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 the conversation was was remarkably easy. And I think the key to it was two things. One, you know, we've all heard about the 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 meme, uh, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon that everybody right. knows everybody else. In Mississippi, it's two degrees. I mean, it is a small community, particularly in these rural communities. And what served us very, very well is, is two things. One, initially, I went in uh, to these communities with someone they trusted uh, who could vouch right. for me. And, and very quickly, that no longer was necessary because I, I came to know people myself. The second, and this is critical, is I physically went to these places. And I went back to them. And I went back to them again and again. And they got to know me because... Very, very few people go to Marks or Ecru or or uh, Shelby, Mississippi. Uh, they they simply don't. And the fact that I was there conferred credibility. The fact that initially I was accompanied by someone they trusted, uh, and I had some some connections with the state because of my work on Capitol Hill. Uh, I, I knew some members of the, the delegation and, and particularly at the staff level who introduced me to folks. Although very quickly, that was no longer necessary because people came to know me because right. I physically went to these places. And the conversation went a little bit like this. The first thing I said, and this much, I, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but but this much I understood about uh, politics and, and just economic reality 
first thing I said in each of these meetings, and it usually would be with a superintendent, perhaps one other staffer, because these are very small school districts. You you will have uh, sometimes in the entire district uh, fewer than a thousand students. Right. So I would say first thing, I'm not here to take your job. I'm not here to uh, compete with you. I'm not here uh, to take your money, and uh, that's a big point. I'm I'm here to provide you a service that we will identify the money to pay for, which we've had some success in doing. Uh, and we will do this in a way to help your students and we hope, help you look good in the process. And with that, that was a, a 60 second prelude and that was all they needed. And they didn't push back, they understood it, they accepted it. And then we moved to the substantive discussion. And it was really remarkable how simple it proved to be. Again, because I was there, I was talking to them. And I would say, uh, in essence, I'd explain what we were doing. And time after time, they would say, you know, this is really needed because there are a number of programs in place to help our kids who are struggling. But we don't have anything for our kids who are potential high achievers. They exhaust the curriculum, they go through all the classes, and by late in their high school careers, they're twirling their thumbs or taking courses that are of no, no particular value to them. That is That to me is the most essential part of this, this work because it's something I discovered as Lieutenant Governor and looking at our educational system here in Maryland and trying to figure out how to reform it. And, and of course, the, the mantra that I put in front of the education community, as well as the business community uh, and the general public was, I wanted to understand and appreciate education through the eyes of a child, mm -hmm. not through the teachers unions, not through the anti-teachers unions groups, not through the politicians, but the teachers, and, and more especially the, the students who are in the system, because the point you just made is something I think a lot of people don't appreciate. We have kids who are damn sight sh just short of Einstein languishing in our school systems in many instances because of, because of the environment they're in, the conditions of their academic access uh, and, and opportunities, uh, the lack of resources for them, they get to a point where it's not hitting a wall. They are absolutely pancaked into the wall and they give up. The system takes over. They get lost. They get shuffled. Then all the other roads to nowhere, crime, poverty, et cetera, are the only venues uh, and access points left to them. What you're doing um, through the Global Teacher Teaching Project is saying, we see these students, we know their capability, and we want to put them on this path with the help of the school system, right? Buy-in of the teachers and everybody else, but this is the path we want to get them on because we don't want them to pancake into that wall of poverty, pancake into that wall of crime, but rather we want them to go around that wall, to go over that wall, to go through that wall, to a better future. That's a different mindset in the programming that you're doing. What does the program look like? How is it shaped? How do you identify these students? What are the courses they're taking since there's such an array of subject matter, whether it's English, whether it's math or science or whatever, that they can access on an AP level? Well, 
I, I agree with everything you, you say, and, and I would just add briefly before addressing your question more specifically. All of the issues you identify are very, very real everywhere in America. What I have learned is they are particularly prominent in rural communities. And the, the reason for that is this. In urban areas, there at least is the possibility of students identifying other options, uh, charter schools, parochial schools, whatever that may be, mm -hmm. where high, very promising kids, high aptitude promising kids have the prospect of perhaps finding an, a, a challenging academic environment. If you are from a very lightly populated rural county, and Mississippi actually has is the third most uh, rural state in the country in terms of the percentage of students who attend school in a rural district. The only option, if you're in a county of, for example, one of the counties we serve has 8,500 residents, they can only sustain one high school and that barely. Mm -hmm. uh, so the smartest kids in that community are at that high school. However, they have an awfully hard time in finding the, the curriculum, the courses that they need to achieve their full potential. So what we do is we offer AP STEM courses. Most of our schools uh, uh, offered no APs at all before we went to work with them. Uh, many offered one or two in, in but uh, generally speaking, we would be the first AP course they offered. And, and here's a stat I found so remarkable and, and, and frankly distressing. I checked my math, I'm not the greatest in math, but I checked my math about five times because I was looking through, as you know, many of us do for entertainment, through a government accountability. Oh yeah, yeah that's a Saturday night. <laughs> yes, so a, 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 a government accountability office uh, report from 2018 that was sort of talking about educational opportunity. And they had a statistic. Well, they didn't have a statistic, they had tables of data and I did some calculations. Uh, what I found, and again, I checked it multiple times because it was such an arresting figure, of large, low poverty high schools, over a thousand students uh, and less than 25% of the student body qualifies for fury or reduced lunches. 70, or I'm sorry, 99% of those high schools, large, low poverty high schools offered APs, 99%. For small, high poverty high schools, uh -huh. which is 75% or more free and reduced lunch uh, students, 11%. Wow. 99% versus 11. Now, who do you think has the better prospect for no matter what their aptitude may be, no matter what their work ethic may be, who do you think has the better prospect uh, longitudinally as they proceed through college and, and beyond about excelling at a high level? So we offer a series of courses, uh, AP Physics, AP uh, Computer Science, AP Biology, and we, we package this in a way, it is not an online course, it is a blended course. There is a classroom instructor. We offer a range of supports to those classroom uh, instructors, uh, lesson plans, computers, textbooks, uh, ancillary materials, tutoring, uh, professional development. Uh, we have uh, tutors from some of the best schools in the country. Uh, 
several Mississippi universities, also Yale uh, and UVA actually happened to be our two biggest uh, sources. I was going to say, because you had you had some big names drop in in these classrooms and teach. I yeah. mean, folks, when I say I'm saying big, I'm talking like Nobel laureates. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> you so, got, we had, so just can we just check this point for folks who are listening? This brother is bringing in Nobel laureates to teach the the lowest in in the academic at the academic level considered um by many students who otherwise wouldn't have access to these types of individuals to come in and teach these kids ap physics ap biology and they're doing it they're signing up to do this that's right and we have faculty and students from Yale, Virginia, MIT, Harvard, Columbia, Penn, Notre Dame. <laughs> in Mississippi. Uh, in Mississippi. We have uh, uh, one teacher who is the author of the, the most widely used uh, biology textbook in the country. We have, as you mentioned, a, a Nobel laureate in physics, which was an interesting experience. Uh, <laughs> his name is Rainer Weiss. Uh, and he was awarded the Nobel Prize a couple of years ago for detecting gravitational waves uh, relating to the origins of the universe. And when I, I spoke to our students about this, I, it, it was a, a wonderful experience and he did a great job. But I, I sought to explain to our students, I said, I know your seventh grade reading award is, is very impressive. <laughs> I, I I acknowledge that and, and, and I, I really, you know, laud you for that. But you need to understand the Nobel Prize in physics is not quite at the same level. It's a little bit higher. <laughs> and and still, I think a lot of our students, but again, this is the value of the programs we do. I, I don't think they they understood fully what what that meant, but they began to. And yeah, it's they do now. They get it now. Uh, and we also bring them, we have residential programs at, at, at Mississippi universities. We have a summer program uh, over 15 days where we prepare students to take these classes because even though they are smart, they are often, uh, you know, have major gaps in their, their substantive foundations. We just finished a program uh, a few days ago at Jackson State University. Uh, where we brought in students. Uh, we had about 200 participants. Uh, we brought them in for immersive instruction in, in physics, biology, computer so science. Can we, can yeah. I, I wanna, I'm glad you mentioned Jackson State because I think what's important for people to understand what's the environment in which you are doing this work is the environment in which these students live every day. Right. So we're talking about students living in a, in a state and in communities within that state who, as you worried uh, about over the Martin Luther King, leading up to the Martin Luther King uh, holiday weekend in which you were doing this program for about 200 students, they had no water, people. Yes. You're talking about you're talking about students living in you, if folks aren't aware of what's happening in Mississippi right now with respect to the water, right? You're trying to put on these programs and incentivize these students to learn. And you're battling with, okay, can we even host the program? 
because the students have no water. H how do you how do you make that work? Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening today. Please go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. Heck, give us two five-star reviews. I love it. Or catch us on Stitcher, iHeart, TuneIn, or wherever you get that podcast thing on. You know how that goes. Peace out. Black representation in the media is so critical. I, I can't imagine doing what I do today were it not for the towering figures like April Ryan, Eugene Robinson, and the late, great Gwen Ifill. And the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Schmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story, but now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you're going to find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Retaliation with Julie Raginsky is a weekly podcast focused on the stories of women who have spoken truth to power and have persevered despite the costs. It shares the experiences of courageous people who have sometimes been celebrated, but too often castigated for standing up for themselves and for others. Each week, I examine the structures, systems, and culprits responsible for perpetuating and promoting workplace toxicity. You'll hear stories from female celebrities, music label executives, politicians, police officers, and many others as we examine the cultural reevaluations, policy changes, and legal steps that can finally bring an end to the ongoing attack on women in this country and around the world. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We need to listen to people who disagree with us. Hey, former Congressman Joe Walsh here. I have a podcast called White Flag with Joe Walsh. Every week I sit down with people who do not think like me and we model how to have respectful conversations, right? With people we disagree with, learn to understand. We got to do this if we want to keep this democracy going. Um, listen to White Flag with Joe Walsh. It's a daily podcast or a weekly conversation, but you can catch a little something every day. Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast. White Flag with Joe Walsh. Check it out. Honest, uncomfortable conversations. We need to listen to people who disagree with us. Hey, former Congressman Joe Walsh here. I have a podcast called White Flag with Joe Walsh. Every week I sit down with people who do not think like me and we model how to have respectful conversations, right? With people we disagree with, learn to understand. We got to do this if we want to keep this democracy going. Um, listen to White Flag with Joe Walsh. It's a daily podcast or a weekly conversation, but you can catch a little something every day. Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast. White Flag with Joe Walsh. Check it out. Honest, uncomfortable conversations.